Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. You can watch us also simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111 on this two hours open phone line. Typical Monday. A glorious Monday morning, and I'll say glorious, obviously, from a baseball standpoint. The Astros really struggled on Friday. Could not get the A's out. I mean, how do you get the A's out? Like, how do you do that? I don't know. But they could not get the A's out on Friday. But the bats came alive. The Astros answered my challenge, I asked them in their last four games to average five runs a game, and I think they scored over five runs every game. So great job offensively, fried all weekend. Uh, and Friday it was especially needed because it couldn't get the A's out. But both the pitching and the hitting got it done Saturday and Sunday. Those are the kind of Astro A's games that I've been waiting for. Haven't had very many this year. Even when they've beaten them, it's been a struggle until Saturday and Sunday. So that was great to see. It was great to see Bregman hit left-handed pitching. Like, we talked about that throughout the summer here and there. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. He's never had this much trouble hitting left-handed pitching. And he hit a couple homers off left-handers over the weekend. And uh, that was great to see. So, you know, um, Icky is back. At least, you know, he drove in a lot of runs over the last week or so. He's had he's had a lot of good at bats. Bregman looked better. You know, El Pedro's not playing as well, but that's what base that's what our baseball team's all about. I mean, you, you, your best player it can't always be your best player. You got to have depth. Um, yesterday, Christian Vasquez. That's what he did yesterday is why I was excited to get Christian Vasquez. He he can he just he has the ability to 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 ha- the pitcher can make a great pitch and he just dumps it into right field or he dumps it into center field for a single. He had three hits yet. I mean that is what you want. A pitcher can make a great pitch and Christian Vasquez can dump a single into right field or left field. He just he he can do it. He's a good hitter. He, he leads all major league catchers in batting average. He's not the best overall hitter. I mean, he has some power. He's not like a big slugging power guy. But he can get that big two-out single. Um, I mean, the Astros made a living with two outs o- over the weekend. So, look, great to see. Now, speaking of... The Astros, they now go to Chicago to play a four-game series against the White Sox, who just swept the little Tigers. Who, man, that, uh, that Tiger outfit, man, damn. I kind of fell for the Tigers this year like I fell for the Lions two years ago. Man, can you imagine being a Detroit sports fan? 
It's got to be just miserable. Pistons have been terrible forever. The um, the Lions have been terrible forever, and the, and the Tigers have had a couple of nice seasons in, in the last two decades, but they've been pretty bad. Man, just miserable. I mean, if you if you feeling bad about your lot in life as a sports fan, just think you could be a Detroit sports fan. Man, it's just awful. But anyway, uh, I had high hopes for the Tigers this year. Boy, they've been awful. Just and and Tarek Skubal, you know, they shut down. I mean, not not good. But anyway, tomorrow night is the point I'm getting to. Justin Verlander is going to be going against Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is a guy I drafted in my minor league last year. I thought he had a potential to be really good, and he had a, not, a pretty good season. Well, he's been great this year. In fact, if we were on, Dylan Cease has out has pitched better than Verlander this year. And I know everybody, oh, Verlander's no Cy Young, all that silly Cy Young stuff. Um, Dylan Cease has been the best pitcher, arguably, in baseball this year. Um, And so, someone just asked me, what about the Red Wings? I don't I don't know. I don't know. what I, I, I know the Red Wings have a great history, but I don't know how I have. I couldn't tell you in the last 10 years what the Red Wings have done in any of those years. So someone's going to have to help me with the Red Wings. But uh, as far as the Detroit sports thing. But um, I just, Dylan Cease has been fabulous. So the White Sox have, you know, not gotten it done largely this year. I still have this memory. You know, there's been a lot of comparisons between this year in the 2017 season. And for the most part, I like those comparisons because the Astros won the World Series that year. But in 2017, the Astros went to the White Sox in August. And, of course, they had been playing really bad going into that. It was, I remember saying at the time that they they were playing at the lowest level of any team in baseball at the time, and and, and I still believe that they were at the time. And obviously they ended ended up turning it around and won the World Series. But, um, and just got pummeled. I can remember Keuchel just looked, just could not throw a strike, and they lit him up over there, and it was just awful. But anyway, um, I don't want a repeat of that. So, but this could be a really fun four-game series. We'll see how it how how it plays out. You know, they've got some. They've got Giolito at times is really good. Kopic is really good at times, potentially dominant. And Dylan Cease has is is right now on the most dominant stretch and really in recent memory for a pitcher. He's been unbelievable. You know. I know everybody likes to talk about Verlander, but but Cease has outpitched Verlander this year. He's been fabulous. So that that that's something to look to forward to. Then there's the Saints game Saturday. You know, I understand there are some people who just hate preseason football. Uh they just hate it. They don't ever watch it. Again, it's a free country. It's fine. You don't have to watch it. Um but for those people who they understand what preseason football is, but they especially the first one because you've been talking about it the whole offseason and 
You've been hearing about all these young kids, the guys you drafted and undrafted free agents, and there's certain two or three players that you want to kind of watch play. You 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 know you're not. It's nothing like a regular season game, but you kind of look forward to seeing these players for the first time. And, you know, the beginning of the game was great. The Saints came out with all this energy and the and the and the defense in the first couple of drives looked fabulous. And, you know, the offense looked efficient. And then they put Ian Book in the game. Casper the quitter. Casper the quitter waste. A fifth-round draft pick. Now, at least he didn't waste a third-round draft pick like he did on Garrett Grayson. What a waste that was, Garrett Grayson. But he wastes a fifth-round draft pick on a bozo, Ian Book. And then he quits. He wastes. He, 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 he brings this bozo to our organization. I mean, and the minute they put Ian Book in the game... All the momentum and the joy of watching any kind of joy that you could get out of a preseason game was gone. Like the entertainment of watching a team, you know, look pretty good. And I mean, it's just, he just sapped it all. It was just, the rest of the game was just depressing because all because of Ian Book. Man, he's awful. I mean, really. He might be worse than even I thought he was. And I, I never wanted him to begin with. I hope all the little Ian Book fans out there are now saying, okay, I don't want to talk about this guy no more. He's awful. Ian Book. Ian Book. He was missing easy passes. Couldn't get the snap. Just... And then I wait, the, the, the number one person, the number one player I wanted to see, number one, was Abram Smith. We get to the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think I saw him on the field a few times in like pass patterns. The cat didn't, I could be wrong here, but because I, I was flicking. But I don't think he carried the ball to the fourth quarter. Now, of all the running backs, I like the way he ran. He was like the problem. Here, my problem with Dwayne Washington is he's not a downhill runner. I don't think Dwayne Washington's terrible as a backup running back, but he's not a downhill runner. I want a downhill runner. And Abram Smith. When he ran the ball, of course, it wasn't until the fourth quarter, so I'm thinking, man, if I'm reading this right, if he's really this low on the depth chart, then, then the Saints' backup running back situation is way worse than even I thought it was. And I've been complaining about this since last spring. They need a downhill runner. And I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I was just kind of depressed. It's like, man. And then he had a couple nice runs. I like the way he runs. And I like the fact that they were, you know, had him out in pass routes and he caught a few passes. I like that. And then he fumbles. 
he probably he just, we need to make sure that no one who runs onto the field is anywhere near Ian Book. Like maybe he bumped into Ian Book on the way running onto the field. That's why he fumbled. Ian Book. Eon Miller. Oh, Ian Book. Oh, man. And so the rest of the game, the minute they brought him into the game, it just sapped all the energy. The only person who might have had a worse night than Ian Book was Savoir Faire. Savoir Faire was terrible. Now, I've heard him before, and he, he wasn't always. He was terrible Saturday. And if you say, who in the world is Savoir Faire? Well, Savoir Faire is Jonathan Vilma. That was the nickname we gave him. And why did we call him Savoir Faire? He was a linebacker on the Saints Super Bowl team because he's everywhere. Savoir Faire is everywhere. The cat was all over the field from sideline to sideline, Savoir Faire. So Savoir Faire was awful. He kept mispronouncing people's names. I do get a kick out of him and Stitchcomb, two old teams, and they at each other all night. They're just... They're like two buddies who are watching the game and they like different players and they just at each other's throats the whole night. It's all in good fun, but it's funny. So, Savoir Faire, like when I'm watching a game, my wife and daughters, they're into this jinx thing. So, they're like, you can't say certain things. Or they're like, how can you say that? Like, if I'm watching a game, I'm like, just, just do not hit into a double play. And they're like, why would you put that into the air? You you can't say that. So they they, they don't like, they hate reading all this, that so-and-so has never incompleted a pass or so-and-so's missed, hadn't missed a free throw in three months. And they hate all that stuff. And so Savoir Fair going into the last drive says, this game is over. We already know what's – and the minute he said it, I'm like, oh, no, they're going to win. Like Michelle and them had me conditioned. It's like, oh, no, they're going to win. They're going to drive. And first play, boom, wide open. They had been wide open all night. Savoir, and it was funny because Stinchcomb goes, this is Vilma's fault. That was the only entertaining thing in the game after they put Ian Book into the game. Ian Book. Man, was he off. Off. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy. Hey, Ian Book's worse than he, – he's worse than you think, dude. He's a fourth-round pick. Oh. He went, he went in the fifth-round Oh, pick. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's even worse. <laughs> it, 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 it's a, it, it, that was such a waste. I mean, that hey, bro, guy. I'm almost positive Garrett Grayson is better than Ian Book, and he, mm. ain't, he ain't even see the field. Oh. Ian Book, Casper. He, he he gives us this guy, then he quits. Nice job, Casper, to quitter. Oh yeah. He's like, hey man, take him with you at least. Oh you know, yeah, you're please. Leave, just take him with. Yeah, you. take him with you to every team you're going to. Take that guy with you, please. Trade for him now. Bad. Okay. Um. So I missed the yeah, last boy. quarter of the game, <laughs> but uh, man, dude, I'm really uh, I don't know if uh, Justin Evans played the last quarter. Do you know? He did. Uh, he had a couple okay. of hits. Yeah. He had a pick. Man, that dude looked awesome. I don't yeah, know. he, he hey. actually had a pick in the fourth quarter. It was a deflection I, outfit, but it, it was a pick. I don't know, man. That dude looked like. 
he was playing with a bunch of backups and like he was. No, I love know, the depth at safety. No, no, the depth at safety is really good. I agree. Yeah, um, and uh, another thing I'm worried about this season, dude. So like this Tony Jones guy, right? Oh, he looks terrible. I thought he's, all he the running backs look bad. You thought he looked bad? Oh, I thought, yeah. Like, he, he made some decent runs better than oh. Dwayne Washington did. But, like, they didn't I'm hit holes. Like, that they, they, the, the play before Abram Smith fumbled, they gave it to Tony Jones, and he had this big old hole, and he stutter-stepping. Go, Cat, what you waiting for? I mean, they, I thought they were. I thought the running backs were just terrible, terrible in that game. They did not hit the yeah. holes. Yeah. Even Jonathan Vilma was complaining about they were, that. They too. were doing yeah. too much. Stutter. What were they doing? I mean, downhill runners. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. They have to see, you know, they have to notice that, you know, it's a it's an area of concern. And, like, how bad is Malcolm Brown that they get rid of him, you know? I, I don't know what they're going to do. And, I, look, I understand that Superman didn't play and, Z28 didn't play, but you, you're, th- I mean, they need a third running back. I don't know why yeah. they don't see that. I just, oh, they kill him. No, I, 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 I was disappointed I in all the running backs. It, but, like, they just haven't found the right one yet. Maybe they're waiting for after preseason. To and see look, who gets cut. right. It could be. And, and look, I, I, I thought Abram Smith ran fine, but then he fumbled. And, and what I'm worried is he only played in the fourth quarter. And so that, it, and maybe I'm misinterpreting that, and hopefully I am. But if I'm not, then you have a guy who's undrafted. He doesn't play to the fourth quarter, and then he fumbles, and I'm like, oh, he, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking that practice kinda, squatted best probably now. and so Yeah, uh, that just killed yeah, everything. Yeah. It, it, what little momentum he had. Um, yeah, this whole uh, Trevor Pinion thing, I think he played all right. But you can tell that. In my opinion, James Hurst is going to be the starter. Oh, you know? yeah. I thought that from the beginning, yes. I, I never – But you could definitely see, you know, now that you, you've seen him, because, like, he is raw and whatnot, but, like, you can tell that James Hurst, you know, is ahead of him. But I, I think he's got – you could see the potential, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about him. It's one preseason game. I'm not, I'm not worried yeah. about him. No. All right, Kevin. All right, thanks it. for the call. Oh, man. Ian Book. Just, just, I mean, all the, any kind of entertainment value, any kind of momentum, uh, just gone. <laughs> just awful. Awful. But it is what it is. All right, let's do this. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, We'll get into somebody else besides Ian Book. Now, if you want to, you know, call and discuss Ian Book's performance, certainly feel free. Get Let your frustration out. But um, we will t- discuss some of the other performances that some people are raving about and otherwise. We'll do that when we come back on Footnotes on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. August 15th, 1993, Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan records his 324th and final career victory 
in a 4-1 win by the Texas Rangers over the Cleveland Indians. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you about Astro Weekend Getaway. August the 27th, so that's a little less than two weeks from now, you could win four tickets to see the Orioles and the Astros. A tour of Minute Maid Park and hotel accommodations for that Saturday evening. Astro Weekend Getaways are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian, Houston Downtown, and the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You To win that prize, though, you have to remember you have to join the game clubhouse. So do so today. All right. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, discuss baseball, to discuss anything going on in the football weekend, anything to do with uh, any news you heard out of LSU late last week, Cajuns, we'll be talking about that as the um, the show goes on. Tomorrow we'll be talking, we'll have our first interview with our Good friend Cody Juno tomorrow. So we will be talking more specifically Cajun football. Um, also, so if anything you'd like to talk about, call the game hotline 706-0111. 706-0111. All right. You know, everybody's all excited about the first drive offensively in Andy Dalton. Now, I'm not a big Andy Dalton guy, but Andy Dalton didn't do anything. I mean, all his throws were underneath. They were on time. I, I, I never doubted that Andy Dalton could throw the ball on time underneath routes. I, I don't. There was nothing that Andy Dalton did that said, you know, hmm, maybe I'm wrong about Andy Dalton. I mean, he did fine. I, Andy Dalton is a veteran. He's not going to be intimidated. He knows the playbook. He knows what he's doing. I, I, um, I don't have any. Um, but he didn't do anything that surprised me. You know, I'm thinking, oh, people are just going crazy about Andy Dalton. I'm, uh, let's let, let's calm down a little bit about Andy Dalton. I don't want. I hope, other than handoff to run out the clock, I don't want any part of Andy Dalton. I don't. I hope I don't see him play. I see him on the sideline. Fine if they want to show him next to the coach and with a clipboard in his hand and giving people instructions and di- uh, don't you know doling out fatherly advice because he's a veteran. I got I'm I'm all for that. I don't want to see him on the field. Let's hope we don't have to watch him play any meaningful downs all season long. Um, not you know again I'm I'm what he did it didn't surprise me. The offense, he's got weapons and he didn't even have all the weapons. And so I, um, and it was the first pr- first drive in the first preseason game. 
So, no, I'm not all enamored with what Andy Dalton did, although what he did was was good. I mean, but again, he didn't do anything that I didn't think he could do. Now, if he'd have thrown the ball on a line 35 or 40 yards up the field, then I'd have said, hmm, maybe, hmm, maybe he's a little better than I thought, but I, I I didn't see him do anything that I didn't think he could do. Um, you know, I thought overall the defense for most of the night until Savoir Fair messed up was fine. I, I think that you saw aggressiveness. Now, what I didn't like is they gave up too many running yards. Now, I was, from a fantasy standpoint, kind of thinking kind of high on this Pierce guy before the game and even higher after the game. But uh, that that was – it was strange because you went into the game, there's a lot of people that were very concerned about the, the linebacker depth. Well, Hanson did fine and Soul did great. Like the backup linebackers seemed to do better than what most people's perceptions were – Except, but at the same time, they gave up way too many rushing yards once the third string guys got in there. Way too many. So I don't know how to, I don't know. Those two statements don't seem to make sense, but it just seemed like maybe they just did a great job of getting pressure and in covering. They did. But the running part of it, you know, got to get better. Got to get better. Um, but again, you're talking about third string guys. But still, I mean, the running game, uh, the rushing defense was not good. They were getting blown off the line too much. That was the, you know, other than Ian Book, who Ian Book is always going to disappoint. So that's a given. But other than Ian Book, maybe I was trying to, maybe I'm denial that about the fourth round, fifth round thing. It, it maybe just feel, it just kind of feels a little better to say fifth round to fourth round. Garrett Grayson was a third round. Everybody's so enamored of drafting these stupid quarterbacks. Just awful. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, what, what's up, man? Howdy, sir. It's cheap. Uh, uh, I'm in total agreement with something that Bandit said yesterday. Okay. And that is if Brian Kelly can win with Ian Book, I think he's pretty set at LSU. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, I, I got you know, yeah, could be. Yeah, he might be on to something there, man. Does he look? Oh, man, he look, bruh. I don't know. Uh, Pabon. No, Pabon, exactly. <laughs> Pabon. <laughs> All right, but well, All right. Thank still you. waiting on that uh, ribeye sauce to be called from Bobby, but I'll let you know when it happens. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I had thought about it that way, but, yeah, maybe there's something there. Now, you know, obviously the college game and the program is different, but, man, still. Oh, man, just – I don't know. Very, 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 very sickening. Um, the other position that we've talked a lot about, and I had one of those cool moments. I've talked about this at times over the years. You know, throughout the whole decade of the 90s, 
every time a quarterback that had some reputation in the league became available, always had this thought. Maybe the Saints should pick him up. And then I know a lot of you hated Aaron Brooks, but I didn't. He 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 gave me three or four of my greatest Saints victories ever. Still very 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 satisfying. So I got I I don't have the issue with Aaron Brooks that many of you have. Um, but really, from Aaron Brooks on, other than the Katrina year, we always have that little disclaimer. Um, the Saints haven't really been in need, serious need of a quarterback. And so I, every time that happens, I really am very thankful and grateful that for the mo- better part of two decades, the Saints have had answers and, and have been in good shape at quarterback, um, in my opinion anyway. Um, same thing with running back. All through the 90s, no running back play, none. Just constantly looking for running back, and then they got Deuce, um, and you know, and and then you know, you went through the era with Pierre and Reggie, and they were good. And then Sproles, and then and then now, you, then you drafted um, Z twenty eight. So for the most part, even though right now I want a backup running back, um, at least you're not looking for that leading rusher type guy. But for a long time, been wide receiver has not been a position of strength depth chart wise for the Saints. And so I had a wide receiver moment which was nice over the weekend where I forget what it was they were talking about. Oh, it was uh I've been wanting the Saints to pick up Jamison Crowder for 2 years. And I heard his name mentioned like some preseason game and I remember thinking Saints don't need Jamison Crowder anymore. It's like for the last two years, I'm like, man, Danny, I think that guy, Jamison Crowder, is pretty good. I'm like, he's not great, but he's pretty good. Like, if he, if the Saints would acquire him, he'd be the best player on the team. You know, be, I mean, uh, best player on the wide receiving group, uh, you know, since Plastic Man has been out. And, um, and then when I heard his name, I went to think, man, I wish the Saints would pick up Jamison Crowder. And then I thought, wait a minute. Saints don't need Jamison Crowder anymore. They they're they're loaded with good wide receivers. So that was a great moment to that was that that was nice. That was very nice. Kind of like the old wake up on Saturday morning thinking, oh no, I'm late for work, and then you realize, wait a minute, it's Saturday morning. I'm not late for work. Great, great, great experience. And that's what I had with the wide receiver. And speaking of wide receivers, um, you know, Alave, he didn't play much. He caught that one little underneath route. He needs to do a little better job of getting extra yardage. He looked like Levi Lewis right there, not getting extra yards on the sideline. But um, he needed to do a little better job than that. But fine, it was very small sample size. Uh, I thought Dixon did fine. Uh, he looked good. You know what was surprising? You know who looked the part? Like, he just looked great. And he caught one or two balls. He did fine. and I didn't see him do anything wrong. But, I mean, just in his uniform, he looked great, was Baker. Because I had kind of down, you know, and look, he's still way down on the depth chart, so it's not like they're going to miss Baker when he serves his little suspension. But he, I mean, he just looked good in his uniform and the way he ran, his body type, and the way he was moving. He looked good, and he had a, and he had a catch or two, which was nice. But, no, overall, I think the receivers um, – 
look fine. And we've heard a lot. And Dixon is big, man. You can see. For those of you who hadn't seen him, he he looked. I mean, he looked big in college when I saw him last year for Nichols against the Cajuns. But he looked really big on the NFL field too, and seemed like he ran some nice routes and caught some nice passes. So I was good with um with with, with the wide receivers and what we saw. You know, Callaway had that one play, which was not. I mean, he's wide open. I mean, you know, I hope he can catch a ball with no one around him and run. Um. You know, Traquan, first play of the game, catches what, 15-yard pass or so over the middle of the field? Like, oh, look at this. And then he drops the ball. I mean, so it's, I, I don't – that the inconsistencies in, – and they drafted that guy in the third round. Just, but the inconsistencies just continue with him. But for the most part, I think the wide receivers' play was good. Um, the offensive line, like we discussed, had some had some issues at times. I thought the running back play was just really bad. I I, I was I'm like, man, these running backs have got to do better than this. And then, you know, uh, Salvador Fair and Stinchcomb were, were all over the fullback. They give it to the fullback one time, and, and he's stutter-stepping and falling down. It's just... Again, great runs, in my opinion, for a running back is when they – when you need one or two yards – and you get one or two yards, especially when you get hit in the backfield. And we didn't see any of that from the running backs. None of it. Not good. Pabon. So the running back play has got to get better. Of course, their next game is Friday night at Green Bay, so we'll see how that plays out. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back again. Open phone lines all today. So if you want to talk about football, baseball, college, pro, whatever you would like, certainly feel free to give us a call, 706-0111. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Here on Footnotes, you may not always exactly hear what you want to hear, but you will hear what you need. And, of course, I got all these, oh, you're an idiot. And, you know, what kind of safe fan are you? Look, I'm not telling you what I want to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen, what more than likely is going to happen. Back to more of the sports talk you need to listen to with footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest, Southwest Louisiana's sports, sports station. station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the King, 1037 Live Hill, 1041 Lake Charles. Want to remind you about the Black Pot Cook-Off. Arnaville Volunteer Fire Department hosting a Black Pot Cook-Off on Saturday, September the 10th. Cooking begins at 8 a.m. The eating starts at noon at the Flower Auditorium in Arnaville. There will be plenty of live music, including Gerald Grunig and Gentilly Zydeco, Dustin Saunier, and Sweet Cecilia. For more information, visit ornavillefire.org. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello, Kevin. Hello, sir. Yes, good morning. Uh, just a couple of things for you. One, uh, I was wondering if you could give a little analysis of how the Cajuns look Saturday and how they have looked so far. I'm, I'm assuming you got to see them in person. I did not. Second, uh, oh, you did not? No. Oh, second, uh, 
a question, uh, are any of their scrimmage, uh, you know, future scrimmages or practices open to the public? If they are, how can the public get that information? And third, just a little trivia that you may have already may have already been mentioned that opening game could be called the New Iberia Bowl. The two head coaches are both guys who grew up in New Iberia for the Cajuns versus Southeastern. So just a little trivia for you. I'll hang up and see what you have to say. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Um, No, we're still in the CIA portion of college athletics. So the, the, you know, they, they open it up for like 15 minutes when everybody's just walking around and stretching, which is, you know, on the useless side. But, as far as the actual scrimmage, no. Um, I, um, you know, just judging from what Coach Dez said, um, it was, you know, the offense seemingly made some nice plays. He talked about Michael Jefferson and some good things that he did. I, I just, it seems like with the whole running back, I mean, the old quarterback battle, Almost every time I hear Coach Des, or, you know, like going back to media day, Coach Leger talk about it, I change my mind what I think they're going to do. I, I just – and I say that because you know they don't they, they want to avoid turnovers. I kind of have in my mind if they go with Chandler Fields, they're going to make more big plays but turn it over more. And if they go with Ben, they might be able to do a little more of the read option stuff, which might help the running game and help the offensive line early in this season, which is something to consider. Um, but you'll get fewer plays down the field, and and it sounds like their intention is to try to lean on the on the receivers this year as opposed to the running game. I mean, it's been a while since this offense has leaned on its receivers. I guess there was a stretch there when Hub was there. You know, Lawson had a really nice year, and Blaine was throwing. They kind of leaned. They had good running backs. But they, but even then, I still think they leaned on the running game. It, you know, it, it'll – Coach Dez is, you know, continually talking up Terrence Williams. We saw a very – um little bit we got a little bit of a small sample size with Terrence Williams last year you know he mentioned that you know he, he's got a little Trey Regis and that he's physical inside and 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 they're gonna need that I mean look I think we all know what Chris Smith Chris Smith's good but but no, I mean you don't want Chris Smith averaging anywhere near 20 to 25 carries a game and the coaches, you know, UL coaches don't want that either. So they're going to need guys to step up. They're talking very highly about Jacob Cabote. Again, they've been doing that since the spring. And I, I, I think Jacob Cabote is probably the, the single most interesting, intriguing, whatever word you want to use, X factor. You know, we use all these kind of terms. Um, on the whole team. I know most people, all they care about is the quarterback race. But And, and I'm not saying that's not important because I think it is. But 
Jacob Cabote's progress. I mean, Jacob Cabote, I said this in the spring. You you know, we, he, he was one of the two players we interviewed after Saturday's scrimmage. He looks like he's about a 30-year-old NFL veteran running back. He's got great, you know, his body looks built. He looks like he's just ready to go. I mean, uh, and you know he's hungry. He's never really gotten a chance. It's been a while since this guy played high school football in Baton Rouge. So he's been in the college game for a while. It's his third campus he's been on. And, you know, I mean, this is it. This is his opportunity. Carpe diem. I mean, he's got to get it done right here. And so I, I, I just I just think he's the, the the most fascinating story on this team right now. And and I think they're gonna need him. You know, you you if they depend on Draylon Washington, and all the reports are he got off to a slow start and he's doing better now. Um that's but if you know, if Terrence Williams has been as steady as the reports we've heard. And if Jacob Cabote can be that, play that role and be that third guy, then their running back situation might be a little better than some of us were, were, were thinking. I, my concern, I think they're going to be fine at running back. It's just if they get an injury, how, how is that? Or do they really have the back? I mean, again, a year ago at this time, their running back depth looked incredible. And then, you know, two of them transfer and uh, – and um, Kendra Williams get suffers a season-ending injury in the spring, and then all of a sudden your depth is not really there. Now, they still have the numbers to do it as long as they don't get too injured. So we'll see how, how that plays out. But, no, the reports so far sound good. Again, uh, the most disturbing thing is that Trey Amos, speaking of New Iberia, um, did not participate. Zion Hill didn't participate, but I'm not worried about that. That's just a gate, you know, a, a load management deal. Um, but they need Trey Amos because there is no AJ Washington. And if you don't have Trey Amos early in the year, then you're going down playing cornerbacks that had never played here or haven't or have played very little. So that is a concern. Hopefully he has a hamstring strain, they said, and hopefully he can be there for the for the first couple games. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. But, you know, we're talking – we're three weeks away, so it's not like it's super, super urgent. But you don't want – you know, you don't like hearing all those kind of injury situations. All right. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we will um, finish out the first hour on this glorious Monday except for Ian Book. And Ian Book is just – can that guy just squash the enthusiasm of anything? We'll take. We'll be back on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette. One zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette. One zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you, Astros. White Sox tonight in Chicago, 7-10 first pitch. You can hear all that action right here on the game. 103-7 Lafayette, 104-1 Lake Charles. It is Jose Arquiti against Johnny Cueto. Really good matchup, and then it gets even better tomorrow, as I said earlier, Justin Verlander versus Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, again, is not a household name. But I think he's had the best season of any pitcher in baseball this year. I mean, he's been fabulous. And um, 
Too bad I don't have him on fantasy team like I did last year. But anyway, uh, no, great, so could be a very interesting four-game series between those two. Speaking of baseball, I had the thought over the weekend. You know me, I, I, I'm not into the individual. I'm about the team. And um, all, you know, MVP and all this. I got to please tell me, if you're a Yankee fan out there, please tell me that the way the Yankees have been playing, which is losing almost every game for the last two weeks, that you really don't care about the MVP. P- please tell me that aggravates you now. Please tell me you finally get, if you have never gotten, why it drives me crazy. People are so worried about that foolishness. Like, your team can hardly win a game. Who cares if Judge is going to win the MVP? That would be my opinion. Okay, I, I'm worried about trying to get to the World Series. My pitching, my bullpen is falling apart. I traded a starting pitcher for an outfielder who never plays. And why is anybody worrying about MVP? Please tell me y'all have gotten that by now. If not, I, I just don't even know what to. T- I don't even know what to say anymore on that subject. I mean, that's just like. I mean, Judge is having a great individual season, but what good does that do you if you don't have pitching and and so and so's hurt and all that? I just, I, I just don't. MVP, MVP, who cares? All right. That'll do it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foot. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in to discuss any of these subjects, any Thoughts about Saints preseason game, good or bad? Any thoughts about Cajuns, Tigers, Major League Baseball? It is, um, you know, all those early um, July, June, late May, all that rhetoric that aggravated me so much. It's not looking too good, I got to tell y'all. This idea that, oh, man, I mean, I you know, people say, oh, it's going to be the Astros and the, and the Yankees, and I don't even see any. I, mean, I don't know. I think both of those teams are very vulnerable still, and I, I don't know if anybody else in the American League is going to have all their ducks in a row. Oh, it's going to be the whole American League East. They're all going to make the playoffs. I guess it's possible. I mean, mathematically, it's still possible. But the Blue Jays and the Rays better get their act together. Now, the Rays did have some nice wins over the weekend. They obviously had a great pitching performance from Rasmussen yesterday, but they're still a beat-up team that's got to get their act together and will be depending on guys down the stretch at having either played at all or played very little due to injury this season. So um, 
You know, the Twins are on a rough stretch right now because they played the Punks, um, who finally finally paid the Piper a little bit yesterday. I mean, they've been... It's unbelievable how well the Punks have been playing. And and I, I just, I, I just, you know, I'm just counting on the fact that the Piper is going to get very aggravated with them and we'll see what happens. But it's, um, they, they've been, they've been unbelievable of late. And, um, you know, if, if you want to make any kind of, oh, I don't, you know, we've heard that before. I even heard one, somebody yesterday given, <laughs> given, um, them one more World Series than, you know, like, like they've won, you know, the last two World Series. No, they haven't. They, they haven't. They haven't won the last two. Brace fans would not like to hear that. But, uh, but no, I, you know, I think the Guardians are good. I think the White Sox are going to make a run. Hopefully the Astros can win at least two. That's my goal. Astros win two of these next four. I mean, I don't. You know, I, the Astros have been playing okay lately. They finally figured out a way to not struggle so badly with the A's, which was great. And, again, it's great to see Bregman hitting. Um, it's great to see Icky hitting again. Uh, Mancini had a three-hit game. Jeremy Pena had a three-hit game and, and, and had his first good series at the plate in a while. So all of that was good to see. What I didn't really like slash was a puzzled by is they're up, what, 6-1 yesterday, and they're pitching Neris in the seventh inning. And, I mean, they use all their top-flight relievers. Uh, man, they got to have somebody else that can finish out a game. I know they sent Seth Martinez down, and they had used Abreu the night before, but, man, you got to have a Seth Martinez on your team. To to save the your 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 plus arms for the next day when it's a six five six seven run lead, so I didn't I didn't I didn't quite understand all how that was going down yesterday and ended up having to use Presley because you know you had you had a rare bad performance by Montero so I don't know just just strange the way that worked out we'll see if they end up that ends up biting them in this. Um, in this White Sox series, we'll see. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Also over the weekend, I, I had another one of those. <coughs> what in the world are these people seeing? And again, when somebody makes a prediction, look, we all make predictions. And... Human nature is when we get them right, we like to trumpet it. And when we get them wrong, we try to forget about it and hope everybody else forgets about it. Unless you just, you know, every once in a while, some of us, you know, are okay with making fun of ourselves and, 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 we'll, and, we'll, and we'll talk about it, kind of laugh about it. And, you know, I, don't, I try not to get on people for making predictions because we all, many of us make them and Anybody who ever makes a prediction, you're going to get some right, you're going to get some wrong. So these people who are really down on the Saints, they might be right. I mean, again, the games haven't been played yet. Do they have a chance of being right? Yeah, they, they absolutely could be right. 
but I still don't get what what I what I get critical of is okay. Why do you think that? And I I saw another one of those predictions yesterday or assessments of the Saints. What it said was that the Saints have a so-so defense. Now, again, it could be right. The Saints defense, we haven't played a game yet. Just about anything's possible. Is it possible that at the end of this season, the Saints are going to have a mediocre to bad eh, defense? Possible. I mean, again, it's sports. Stuff happens. So it could be the case. Whoever went into that, putting that into this publication, could be right. But what are they basing that on? I I just, a so-so defense? Like, it was really good last year. Now, I'm trying to think, okay, what are they basing that on? Now, my, my number one theory is they're basing that on they're from Philly. Now, again, I don't know where these – I don't even know the person's name, so I don't know who who went into uh, coming up with that assessment of the Saints' defense going into this season. But if they're from Philly, then I get it because the Saints have they, – they, they cannot – they have no I mean, forget about so-so they're just atrocious I mean if I was a Philly fan or a Philly media member I would think the Saints didn't ever play defense the Saints ain't they cannot defend the Eagles they have no idea how to do it they look horrible against them. cannot defend them and they got to play the Eagles again this year in Philly like is it ever going to happen where they're going to play them at home um and so, no, trouble. I mean, that's just, that's a loss. Can I, so if that's what it is, then I understand, you know, it's kind of like me and Mike Trout and me and the little MVPs. By the way, the little MVPs won again. Yeah, The little MVPs have been winning some games. I love to tease them, but you got to give them some credit. They, they, they've been, they got, as they say, every reason to fold their tent, but they've been pitching very well lately, winning a lot of low-scoring games. So you got to give the little MVP some credit for showing some guts, no question. But so I know what it's like when you have supposed something that's good, but you do well against them as, as, as an individual team, so it affects you. And if that's the case, then I got no issue. But other than that, how in the world can you go in saying that this is just a so-so defense? I don't I don't get unless you know you have a crystal ball and you know that the Saints defense this year is going to be as injured as the offense was last year. But I don't know how anybody could know that at this point. I really I I don't know how anybody could know that. So, again, it's not so much that I have a problem with the with these predictions, but it's like, why would what goes into that prediction? Doesn't make any sense to me. A so so defense. Well, I sure hope that person's not right. It'll be a long season if that's the case. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. How's it going? Good morning, sir. No terrible morning, Foot. It's not a good morning. Well, it's uh, I get it. You saw Ian Book play. You saw Ian Book play too. Oh, that's some trash, there. I've been off that bandwagon. I've been off that guy. Oh yeah. 
three consummate got to go to. You know, I mean, I don't know. Saints Saint need some. We 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 not what I thought. I think the defense gonna be real good. I think the offense gonna be a little suspected. Why? I don't know what to call it. Huh? Why do you think the offense is gonna be suspect? I don't trust the offensive line. I don't trust that head coach. I don't think our run game is up to par. We don't have a tight end. But oh, I mean, I, Tony Jones looked good, don't you think? Oh, I thought it. <laughs> I thought he looked bad. I thought all the running backs looked bad, except for Abram had a couple nice runs. I agree with that. I agree. It was it was it was a terrible sight to see. But you know, I get it's preseason, but I mean, it is the Texans, really. But preseason is practice. You know, so I'm not really a guy. I think everybody looks good in preseason. They all fight to make the team, but. So I'm more. I'm gonna count on them more when the season starts to see what they can bring to the table. Because some of them will be working at FedEx and UPS anyway after the preseason. That's true. <laughs> they might go work with Martin. They don't want to do that. So, uh, so have you, speaking of Martin, you you was chanting MVP last night. MVP, huh? MVP. You was chanting MVP last night. Oh no, 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 no. But. I'm a guy, I like my awards and my stats, but I prefer my wins first. Oh, you know, I, I like, you know, if, if I'm winning, hey, I don't mind getting some little awards and then all that MVPs winning stuff. But if I'm not winning, man, I, I care too much about getting an MVP or some type of award. You know, if you're an ugly Sox fan, when you team sorry, you expect you look for awards. You know, it's like being a cowgirl fan. You know, you, you can't look to win. You got to look to win something. So... But otherwise, we look at championships and win. That's why we got 27 foot. You know, we look at rings first. It's a long time but, ago. 09. 09 foot. I, we don't need no reminder, but I mean, it should have been 2017, but we got cheated. Oh, no. Let's not forget that. You didn't get cheated. cheated. You got outpitched. No, we ain't got pitched. We got out. No, no, no. no, no. Trash cans. No, you got, a, you got outpitched and you got <laughs> out defensed, which is Boy, what happens I'm, a lot in the postseason. Well, we not, I'm not going to let you rub it in, but check it for it. <laughs> I'm ready to push the panic button. I know we got a lot of injuries. And you could uh, get wanna... some of them back. I mean, I think I think the bullpen should be healthier by the end of the year, but um, I, I don't – LeMayhew's getting an MRI. I don't know what all that's about. But, no, you, you there's certainly issues. That, I just don't know if you have enough pitching. That still hurts. Yeah, Matt, just, Matt Carpenter, he had went down recently. So we got a lot of injuries. I'm hoping that's one of the um, problems. And when he get back healthy, we get back on the road and start winning. Or And I'm hoping that maybe they're just tanking to give y'all home field advantage, you know. But otherwise, I said when, if they lost to them ugly socks, I was going to push the panic button. It seems like two rivalries we always have a problem with lately is the ugly socks and the Astros. You talk about how your Astros don't be hitting, don't catch, don't this, don't that. But they sure know how to do all of the stuff you complain about against my Yankees. I'm trying to figure out what's the problem. Well, maybe the I Astros know how to stuff, pitch stuff, you. Stuff, stuff I mean, they, they, that, that ain't, that's easy. The Astros know how to pitch against the Yankees. This is They got judge number, I tell you that much. So I MVP my butt for him. I mean, you can't get MVP if you can't crack the ball on at least one team. One team got your number. Come on, man. Well, that's going to happen. Something out. The you bottom know, line, the really point of all that is who cares who the MVP is. I'm really not happy. No, I understand. I ain't lie. I'm really not happy. And I don't like losing to certain teams already, especially the ugly socks. Martin State blowing up my phone. 
I hope I don't see him at his job today either because I don't want to hear from him. <laughs> I understand. All <laughs> right. You hang in there. Week. Take care. All right. Now, the Yankees play the Rays next, I believe. So that'll be an interesting series because um, the Rays, they won over the weekend, kind of stayed for now, the Orioles' little run. But, um, you know, that's two teams that are not well, got a lot of injuries. And so we'll see how that, – that'll be an interesting series to see if the Yankees can get back on track. Um, I mean, they got a – they still playing La Castro. That, guy, that guy's not even hitting 200. He's got – why are they playing that guy? Like, man, I mean, he's a guy that you can play every once in a while and he can pinch run, he's fast, but Tim LaCastro, you got to be kidding me. All right, we will take a timeout, come back, and again, open. It's a Monday after a Saints game, so um, any other thoughts that you have, and I'll have some more thoughts about players that we haven't discussed yet. We'll do that on the other side of this time out on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. Want to remind you about the game clubhouse. If you have not joined yet, it's free. It's simple. So sign up today by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, which would put you in position to win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, a $50 gift certificate to Acadiana Bar and Grill, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. So, again, sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. A couple of players that, I mean, he didn't play much, but we got to see Marcus May on the field. He's wearing that single-digit stuff. Well, that's gonna, that's gonna, that's just gonna take. That's gonna be hard for me to get used to. So apparently, unless I, I, you know, he didn't play, but unless I saw it wrong, um, Tyron's gonna be wearing five. Marcus May's gonna be wearing six. I mean, it's just gonna look so weird. But anyway, I'm still not used to this weird number situation um the other player that was not what I expected was Kurt Merritt you know we had heard a lot about him in camp his body type is not what I thought it's more tight in-ish kind of looked like kind of built like Antonio Gates I wish he was as good as Antonio Gates but he 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 just built way more like a tight end than I expected to 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 see Kurt Merritt look. Um, 
the other guy that I don't know if he was as bad as Ian Book, but he was close. Was this cornerback Demarco Fields? Man, I you know I don't I don't have any thought that Demarco Fields ever had a chance to make this team, but man, he looked bad the other night. That guy was that guy was struggling. Like, you know, he's like fourth or fifth string, don't get me wrong, but still, man, he looked bad. So, but no, Marcus May looked big and athletic, and we'll see how, um, you know, one, we'll have to see if he gets suspended, and if he doesn't get suspended or when he gets suspended or how many games he gets suspended, hopefully he can pick up things. Again, the number one concern on this team, besides backup running back for me, um, I wouldn't put that number one is the safeties have got to get on the same page. I think there's a lot of talent at the safety position. I think there's a lot of depth at the safety position, but they got to get on the same page from the get-go. Cannot give away a game because of something like, like, see what happened the other night is exactly what I'm talking about. Where you have a game one, all you got to do is play like you've been, and then you give up some guy running free 50 yards down the field because of some miscommunication. That's exactly what I've been talking about the whole offseason. That cannot happen. You cannot have safeties miscommunicating against the Falcons or the Arnolds or one of these teams that early on that you're better than on paper and you have beat, you just got to play and, and, you, and you have some sort of stupid miscommunication and the guy's running free for 50 yards. That cannot happen. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, foot. Oh, man, your Cowboys don't – the, the Denver Broncos have turned into the Eagles for y'all. Like, they, just, they just crush you every time they play. Yes, sir. It's amazing. But a great victory last night for your uh, Red Sox. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, uh, uh, I want I wanted to start off by just saying uh, they got two geniuses on your show. Of course, you're the main genius, okay? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Paul to to realize that, okay? Okay. And the other genius, the other genius being uh, Rockefeller. Yes, I know he's he's a Yankees fan, isn't he? No, he's he. I don't think he's not really much of a baseball fan. Okay, but yeah, but, but I don't but think he's, he's a Yankee but, fan. No, y'all y'all also geniuses because y'all know that that guy Paul done lost his mom. He done <laughs> lost his mom. He don't know whether whether to call Aaron Judge MVP because if I remember right at the beginning of the season, he, oh Aaron Judge MVP MVP. Aaron Judge, MVP, MVP. Oh, yeah, Aaron Judge is going to win the MVP. Not, not, uh, 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 what's his name from, uh, Houston Alvarez, you know, Jordan Alvarez, El Pedro Grande, you know, but, uh, but anyway, the man's done lost and all. And then he was like, oh, yeah, Yankees for sure are going to win the World Series. Now I hear a little bit of doubt in the man's voice. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I told him this morning, your team got shut out by a last place Boston Red Sox team. With probably the worst, the worst pitching staff in all of Major League Baseball right now, and y'all got shut out. Couldn't put up one run. I said that should be a big eye opener for you. Got beat, and and you beat them. What was that? Three weeks ago, when you were really struggling, when all your starting yes. pitchers were hurt, you beat them twice that weekend too. See, that was when the bad signs started for me. I'm like, man, the Yankees. 
They just got beat twice by the Red Sox, and the Red Sox don't have any starting pitch. So right. yeah, that right. was that was a bad sign for the Yankees. But the man delusional. If he still thinks that his Yankees are good enough to beat the Astros, he he he. he I think he hadn't been taking his medicine lately, because I, I, he he's getting worse and worse about a day, man. I mean. I mean, I, I, and I called it for it. I don't know if you remember. I said the Yankees may do good the first half of the, the, the season, but they never do good the second half, you know? Never do good it, the second It's half. early, and they certainly have plenty of holes, so we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. But I appreciate you taking my call. All and right. Go Red Sox. And uh, Paul, take your medicine, brother. All right. Take <laughs> Let's be nice to Paul. We're hammering poor Paul today. See, Paul, if you didn't talk so much trash when your team started struggling, they wouldn't hammer you so bad. Even Hannah's hammering, Paul. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Talk to Ralph. Hello. Hey, Kev. Good morning, man. How are um, you? I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing fine. I, you know, like, I, again, I hated to see the way the game ended because I always, but, but my main, you know, my, my main goal with preseason is to escape injury free. So that, that happened which was good. Um, you know, I, I get what you're saying with the breakdown in communication. I, and, yeah, man, it's eerily <laughs> reminiscent of a, of the, the Vikings games and stuff, you know. But um, but I wanted to focus on a couple of the bright spots anyway. Um, and, and, and the one thing I was kind of looking for was to see, you know, how, how – and, again, I know it's a small sample size, but how Pete Carmichael – not called the game necessarily because again to me he only called it for one series with with Andy Dalton because whatever else you know Ian Book is so bad but um but to get plays in on time not have to waste timeouts not have to you know have confusion at the line of scrimmage I thought they did a really good job both he and Ryan Nielsen with getting plays in um uh so that that to me was encouraging because I was I was kind of anxious to see how the sideline part of it, you know, was was gonna was gonna play out. But and boy, it was good to see Will Lutz kicking again, huh? Oh yes, and 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 can Gillikin punt? Did you see that first punt? Oh. I'm like, oh, he, this guy's so good. He, he's unbelievable. I mean, guy know? is unbelievable. Like fifty yards it, to the sideline. I mean, like this guy's unbelievable. No, he he he's he's a weapon. I mean, he we haven't. Look, Morstead, I'll, I'll forever love Morstead. And he was yes. a really good punter. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, man. I'm I mean, not so this, sure this kid's not going to be this, better. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think, he, you know, if he's, yeah, I think he will. I think he can do things. I mean, I think that one, one, in one practice one day I was reading, he, he from 50-plus yards out, he put five out of five inside the five-yard line. Now, that's, that's insane, you know? <laughs> he is really <laughs> talented. The, that's like a, a golfer, you know, being able to control his spin on his ball. You know, just it's a it's a thing of beauty to watch. But, but um, no, I mean, like I said, you know, I thought there were a few bright spots. I mean, there's unfortunately you see some of the same hiccups again. It, you know, I don't care how good of a blocker he is, but Traquan Smith has got to become uh, to me a better receiver because I think we have some some guys on there that might be <laughs> more viable options. You know, than than, than he is. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm just thinking other, he's not going to make the team other than, you know, he's been a part of the team and they're going to trust him for whatever reason. And you mentioned the blocking thing, which he's always been better than average at. But, man, I I don't know. I, I just I just you can't, can't drop. You can't. Yeah. 
you know, you can't drop a pass like that. That's a touchdown. I mean, that's just not, not in, not, not when you would. He's he's in his fourth year, right? Yeah, fourth or fifth. Yeah, fourth. Because they picked up the fourth. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just inexcusable. And, and look, I'm gonna say this much for Sean Payton being, you know, this guru, whatever, whatever. Thank God we didn't have to rely on him evaluating quarterbacks, and we had number nine because. The two major picks, he, he picked two others in seventh round, but I don't count those. But to me, you know, a third and a fourth round is nothing to sneeze at. Gary Grayson and Ian Book's got to be two of the worst quarterback picks you could have made oh, in, in those situations. Awful. Terrible. I mean, unbelievable. So I'm with you now. I'm convinced. You just do reclamation projects or whatever you need to do. But I am not for drafting. All that drafting quarterback stuff, for the, it's all hogwash. <laughs> Unless you're drafting, you know, one, two, or three, and you can draft, you know, uh, you know, one of these, you know, supposedly yeah. Trevor Lawrence type, no, can't, you know, all, luck kind of you can't miss guys. But, no, I don't. No. There's a lot of uncertainty once you get past. And even with those first couple, you never know. But, I mean, for the – but, but And you don't ever want to be in that position to be drafted. Right. I don't ever want to do that. So I don't ever want to draft a quarterback, ever. I understand. Yeah. But, no, like I said, I think there was some enough encouraging signs, um, and, and the main thing was not uh, not getting anybody hurt. So uh, we'll see what happens with the, the practices uh, this week in, uh, in Green Bay and everything. And, and um, But going forward, you know, I'm still – Still looking forward to. Um, now, did you hear anything? I don't know how much of the post game or anything you watched, and and not that anybody knows, but just in case, did you did you get any indication about whether they're even thinking about playing Jameis for this next game? Because I, I haven't I just, heard I that. Heard a li- yeah, I, no, not for the next game. I don't think at all. Uh, I, I did hear, uh, and again, it's just speculation that they they would maybe try to give him a series in the last game, just to get some under center snaps, you know, in, in a little bit, but I don't, I think it's too risky at this point. I, I think I say, just let, look, the guy, he knows what he's doing, you know, and, and it's not like he's um, a rookie. Yeah. He had enough reps with these guys in OTAs and, and the, the little thing he put together in Florida with them. And, and uh, no, he just needs to, you know, get, get the center exchange, you know, clean from McCoy and, um, uh, and they were talking about that in the post game. How Drew Brees would always spend ten minutes after practice every day just doing nothing but taking center snaps, you know. And of course, that's not a that's not a Jameis problem. That but Ian Book, Lord have mercy, he looked like he was handling a a greased football um, too, you know. It's now the turnovers got to stop too from the other guys. If, if these rookies want to make the team, like a, you know Abram Smith, and he had you know he flashed the moat, but you can't put the ball on the ground. You can't. You just. No, you know, just can't be. Can't can't do that, man. But anyway, it was good to just see some football again. I I know people don't consider preseason football, but uh, you know when it's the Saints, uh, I, it was real good it, until Ian Book came into the game. <laughs> Look, that first drive was impressive. Huh? Good lord, it was just like, was yeah, and the defense was flying all over the place, oh, and everything God. was good. And then Ian Book, oh, yeah, he he could. Yeah, he can definitely put a damper on you. Oh. <laughs> you shout. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, you have a good day. All and, right. Uh, Thank you. Good luck. You too. Thank you. Right. Take care. Hey, Kevin. Yes, Kevin. sir. Hey, 
one more thing. Did you notice? Remember, I, uh, I had tweeted to you about John Parker Romo being the backup kicker. Uh-huh. Did you see? He actually read that tweet and he liked it. <laughs> From his official account, that's funny. I was like, that's funny. Like uh, his little field goal, he made it, but it didn't look too good. I guess he was so excited to see his name on Twitter. You know? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. All right, man. Take Thanks. Care. <laughs> no, again, I I am so Gillikin. I'm so excited about him. And yeah, it's great to have Will Lutz back. And they made that point on the broadcast that a lot of us have said. I mean, you know, as frustrating as last year was, if they just have Will Lutz, they probably win eleven games. I mean, even with all those injuries, just had a kicker. <clears throat> so many things that are going to be um, better this year, assuming they stay reasonably healthy. I mean, theoretically, they could have as many injuries this year as they had last year. I mean, it's theoretically possible. But, I mean, it just seems like after everything this team's been through the last three or four years that, all the cheating and the bad breaks and the and, and injuries and suspensions, you know, all the COVID stuff that so many teams went through. Uh, it just seems like, man, they, they're just due a good break, and hopefully it happens. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, talk more to you on the game. Footnotes on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 103.7 Live here at 104.1 Lake Charles. Want to remind you about Astro Getaway 4. Astros Orioles will play Saturday, August the 27th, and you could be there. You could win four tickets to that game. Tour Minute Maid Park and hotel accommodations that Saturday evening if you're part of Astro uh, of the game clubhouse. Astro Weekend Getaways, powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian, Houston, downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. All right, I think we have with us the president of the Ian Book Fan Club, Mr. Joey. How are you, sir? I've turned in my membership card. Look, man, last year, last year we could make excuses for him in the game he played because it wasn't even a JV team. It was more like a freshman team. So it was easy to give him the benefit of the doubt. But watching it, a buddy of mine summed it up best. He said it just looks like the game is too fast for him. Yes. And, and that's not uncommon with quarterbacks. And until you actually put them under center against NFL defenses, you – don't know what you got. And look, there have been first round, there have been first overall picks that, that they've discovered that on, that they look great in college. And again, it just seemed like the game is too fast for them. And at this point, that shouldn't be the case. I mean, it could be fast for them at this point, but not too fast for them. And I lost. I mean, I was 
just get him out of there. It, and the, the, the sad thing for him is you said it, he's a Sean Payton pick and his security blanket's gone, man. <laughs> you know, so I, I could see uh, Allen just saying, all right, this experiment's over. And uh, if he'd I mean, have gotten a nicked they, up, I wonder what they would have done because I don't think this Costello guy was ready to get on the field. They just picked him up. And you don't want to play a veteran like Dalton, and you certainly don't want to play Jameis. Like, I don't know who to play quarterback. Well, I'm at a point right now where you just go with – you put Costello on the practice squad, you go with uh, Winston and the Red Rocket, and then you got Hill as your third-string <laughs> emergency quarterback. So I don't think we're going to carry three quarterbacks this year. I think you're going to have two and Hill as your emergency guy. And I yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think the problem with that. And I think you're correct, but I don't even know if I think Costello's just a camp body. I don't even know if that guy's practice squad material. I mean, I guess. Well, mate, I thought it. I, honestly, I thought he was until we saw book play. And you got to remember, I mean, the coaches have watched that all week, and they may have said. This guy just ain't going to cut it. And, look, in practice, he's going against a pretty good defense. So, you know, I, th- I think that, that the coaches can gauge. Again, it just looks like the game's too fast for him, Kevin. And I had no problem with the pick. Uh, you throw a dart and you see if it sticks. And we didn't know if Winston would be back. you, you got to make a play. And, again, you burn a fourth rounder, which is where I think we picked him. That's not the end of the world. Well, yeah, but uh, look at some of the players who work. are fourth-round picks on this team. I mean, you, you can get a good player no, in the fourth round. No argument. I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm turning in my card. I thought it was worth the shot. The shot didn't work. The experiment's over, and you move on. And it's hard to say that after one preseason game. But, I mean, he got some reps with the starters and looked terrible. He was overthrowing people, underthrowing people. His decision making was dumb. Can't take a snap from, a, from sent. I mean, it's basic stuff that it, it's. It, it, he looks like a poor man's Baker Mayfield out there. You and know? he looks shell shocked on the sideline. You could. I mean, he was just sitting there. He looked shell shocked. Yeah, and again against Miami last year, you could say he's getting sacked and pressured every play. I, I'm not going to hold that against him, but. Again, I was expecting more from him, and I'm terribly disappointed. And the good news is, as bad as he looked, Dalton looked good. The first string offense just that was so methodical. But I'm uh, here's my advice for everyone out there, and I don't gamble much on the NFL. The over under for wins for the Saints this year is seven and a half. Seven and a half. And it I was eight that. and a half last us heard. It's seven so and I, a half. I, I went out. When I looked it up after the first drive, I looked it up and it was seven and a half. And I'm thinking, and that's in a 17 game season. And if it's at seven and a half, even at eight and a half, I think I'd have to get. But at seven and a half, my kid may not be going to college because I might be going to put that money on the line, dude. That 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 seems like a sucker bet to me. And it's what you've been saying all along. People are saying the Saints are rebuilding, and I'm I'm with you. I think this roster is stacked. It really is a good roster, and and I think they're being discredited and flying under the radar, which I love. I like it when we're under the radar. I think Dennis Allen is is better than most people are giving him. I get you lose Sean Payton, but look, we won games late last year with our defense, and the guy that put that defense together and running it is the head coach now. So, and you still got your play caller and Carmichael. I just. I could see Winston lighten up if he stays healthy with the wide receiver group we got. And now it's looking like Kamara may not 
missed a single game this year. So well, he better not with them backup running backs we got. Well, and again, I, oh. I, I kind of I know he fumbled, but Smith, if you ever want to fumble, it's in the first preseason game because I promise you that's going to be top priority for him is holding on to the rock. And I think when he was playing, I thought he flashed well. Supposedly the problem with him is he's having trouble picking up the pass protection uh and that's you, you got to be able to pass block if you're an NFL running back if you want to see the field. So if the, he can get that worked out, I still have a lot. I still think he's going to make the roster as an undrafted free agent, and I, I hope he gets more carries as we get deeper into preseason. But overall, I mean, it's preseason. It's been a while since I've been this excited about watching a preseason game. I can't lie, and I think it's just – all the changes. The problem and, uh, is it's going to be in book the whole preseason. They're not going to play the other two quarterbacks. We're going to have to watch <laughs> this guy for three games. <laughs> oh. well, <laughs> again, we can go 0-4 in preseason. All that matters is getting Jamison healthy and back on the field. And think about it. We, we didn't even come close to seeing our – we when – Myth is your top wide receiver on the field, and we got we got three guys better than him. Didn't he make the trip? I, I agree with a caller earlier too. I don't see him making the team at this point. You, 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 that experiment's another one that ran its course, and it just seems to be over. You got to make some of these catches, and the, the the competition in that wide receiver room is the greatest it's ever been as a Saint. No, it, it's just, it's it's the deepest that, that that it's ever it's ever been. No question. Maybe not the most top heavy, but certainly the deepest. No, it's deep. And look, that kid Dixon from Nichols, are the same buddy. Oh, no, he looked good. His book was too fast. He's like, man, that guy killed the Cajuns, if you remember. Oh yeah. And, no, he's good. Uh, he's a he's a real good practice squad candidate because it's it's going to be so hard to make our team at wide receiver. But we got some young guys to go with the veterans. And I see that as being a three or four year good problem to have with the wide receiver depth we got. Yep. So anyway, it's preseason. I don't get wrapped up in losses, but I'm turning in my in book fan club All right. card and That's okay. just trying to figure out next. All right. Thanks. Peace. Peace, bro. Thank you. Take care. No, I just here's to hoping that the Saints, you know, I guess maybe one many, many, many years from now they pick a I I just don't ever want to draft a quarterback, like ever. Because, again, to draft one, the only time it would be acceptable is you'd have to be one of the top three or four picks. I don't want to ever go down that road. So I, I hope for the rest of my life the Saints never draft another quarterback. Just such a waste of time. Just a waste. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We've been talking mostly football today. It is a Monday after the Saints played, albeit a preseason game. Uh, but some very interesting baseball things to kind of leave you today on. Um, we kind of mentioned in passing that the Yankees are going to be playing the Rays. Uh, Garrett Cole does pitch tonight. Um, and the Mariners are going to be playing against the little MVPs. And what a great pitching matchup we have tonight in that game. Luis Castillo, newly acquired Mariners ace pitcher against 
one of the little MVPs, Shohei Otani. So that's a nice pitching matchup. And the Angels have been, again, to their credit, been playing pretty well lately. Again, the Astros will be playing the White Sox, opening up a four-game series at Chicago. I don't know if this is the best time to be playing them. We'll see how this plays out. And, again, you can hear that game, 7-10 first pitch, game one of the series tonight. Jose Arquiti against Johnny Cueto. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Also, we all remember how the Mets kind of took it to the Braves at home last weekend. Well, they play in Atlanta now in a dicey uh, game because you have Spencer Strider who said some things that a lot of Mets fans didn't like about the umpiring in the last game that he played when the, when he lost to the to the Mets on the road. Pretty gutsy for a young pitcher, actually, to, to say that. And so we'll see how that series plays out now that they're returning to Atlanta. on Tomorrow, it's Taiwan Walker against Moam Down Martin, who's not having as good a season as he's had. And then on Wednesday, you have Max Scherzer against Jake Odorizzi. So uh, we'll see how that, those – you know, how, how that series goes after the Mets kind of got the best of the Braves. If the Braves can sweep the Mets at home, well, then kind of gets them back in the race there for the, um, in the, in the, in the NL ESPN division. So, uh, to me, the Mets only need to win one and they've kind of staved, but, um, but if, but if they get swept, you know, thing things could happen. Phillies, um, Held their own over the weekend. Again, they're a fractured team. Looks like Knable left um, injured. But Robertson's done pretty well since they acquired him, and, 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 they, and they have a closer, and Robertson can close if they need. So I think they did help their bullpen at the, at the trade deadline. And, um, you know, supposedly Bryce Harper's going to be back. So we'll see how the, how the Phillies do down the stretch. The Phillies, by the way, will be playing the Reds in this series. So some very interesting series in in the week here. All right. I appreciate all the phone calls. Y'all have a nice day.